This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway today to become a supporter of the show. Keep us going year-round, as we have for the last eight years, talking about this team on a weekly basis and losing our insanity. On today's show, we have our dear friend Fitz, who has been on the show a million times to talk New York sports, the coaching hire, the end of the season, and more. And uh, we talk about Peter Laviolette, who is most likely either named the head coach as you're listening to this or going to be the head coach very soon, uh, and how just we're not excited about it. I don't think we're optimistic, and uh, boy, I make the end of boy noise a lot this episode, because that just encapsulates how I feel right now. So let's get to it, shall we? Here's Mark Messier. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Blue Break Events, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Uh, I'm just happy it's over. I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm fucking thrilled it's over. The, the coaching search? Yeah. Uh, at, as we're recording, it has not been officially announced that Lobby led his coach, but everything is pointing that way, and it likely is going to be him. No, it, yeah. it, it, we're done here, folks. We were done on, to be fair, uh, we were done on Friday. But I wasn't able to, in our insider chat, I had to wait until Saturday to say we were done because I went to Boston for the weekend, yeah, um, we had some got... had some gummies with our friend. Right, uh, gummy bears, candies, yep. to yeah, clear. Yeah. Just for finally went to go see Fast 10. I do not have words for what Jason Momoa did in that movie. Is, is that good or bad? It. Uh, great question. Fair follow-up. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it was, it's just the, the way our friend Mike described it, which I think was perfect is he said, there's no fucking way someone would have been able to write or direct that character. It was something Momoa had to have found on his own. And I agree a thousand percent. So was the play like, and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if the rocks in this movie, but the way they replaced the rock was with Momoa. No, Momoa was the big bad. Like the Got super it. big bad. Such a big bad that the former big bads are now working with the He's good guys. Thanos? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the Fast and Furious situation? Sure is. Sure is. But again, I, I oh, do God. not have a way to describe. One, I don't have a way to describe what he was like in this movie because I, I, I'll i be honest, uh, I can't name a single quote. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because there's a lot going on, right, Greg? Okay, yeah. continue. Well, I will also say there are at least two scenes that I'm going to have to rewatch the movie because they were so outrageous and ridiculous that I am sure I just hallucinated them. There's no way those scenes actually exist in the movie. I have Can't a be. I have a Bachelor update. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Got a message today from a name named Rick. It said, hello, gents. I'm, I heard your oh, friend. Oh, I got, I got the same message. The answer is no, you're not coming on to talk about the Bachelorette with us. Oh, okay. All right. I thought yeah. it'd be cool. No. All right. so, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Rick. I have no way to verify that he was. I don't care enough. We could check the tapes. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, that, that's too much work. I, we're just doing, we're doing our, I think it's a better pod. We'll bring our friend Gina on, who's an expert at this shit. I think it's a better pod if it's just two no, nobodies. Again, I don't care about the show. I care about Nick. There's a big difference here. That's true. And I care about Walmart being an eatery. <laughs> Which uh, is wild. Laviolette as coach. Uh, boy. Great. 
look, there's no, what, the, this is one of those moments where it's like, what's there to say? And the what is there is, to say? The answer is nothing, you, so we could move on. You, you wanted out there, you wanted hope. Well, I didn't give it to you. You, you wanted strategy, and I'm not giving that either. Well, you wanted someone that could coach the vets, and I'm not doing that. But, I, but you did want someone who could develop the children, and I'm not giving you that either. What I am giving you is a hell of a speech. Now get out there and play. How'd I do? I, I'll say this. I will say this. I was thinking a lot today, this is not going to surprise you, about the, the Mets? Mets coaching search yes. that ended with Buck Showalter. Also, <laughs> no, but I, I think this is pertinent. I think if you go back and listen to the podcast, I didn't want Showalter. It was just an old man that's been here before. I get that. Be a baseball coach these days is a glorified babysitter. That's wonderful. But Showalter just can't think of something more boring, more rigid, less interesting. But then I will say Showalter started getting behind the microphone and he was saying some fun, compelling shit that at least made me appreciate him a little bit. And by the time spring training ended, I would say my opinion of Buck Walter had done a 180 and I was on board with him. Now, that's a hard analogy to make because I think most Met fans would say Buck needs to get fired right now because that's baseball, Susan. Uh, oh, but, poor John. But <laughs> he took it like a champ. He did. He kept the call in the game. Yeah, awesome. I would have left. Um, I, I have no problem saying that. If I took a ball to the face like that. Man's 84 years old. So I guess the difference is I don't know why he took his eye off the ball. Like, he's like, he oh, look at that. See, Greg. No, but he's like, look at that. The ball's coming this way. Anyway, I'm going to look down. Ow. Like, I <laughs> I think I would have locked eyes with that baseball the entire way and would have had a lot of questions. I'm sure he's done it many, many times. He's never been hit like that. So. Well, I can tell you that's for sure. He took a full facial. Good for John Sterling. Uh, but anyway, I just... Aviolette, if he gets behind the microphone, says some things that are great and nice and cool, I'd be like, fine. But my opinion of this coaching search, I think, is lockstep with Chris Drury's, where there was nothing really out there, and I settled for shit because I was hoping something else would happen, and it didn't happen. It bears repeating, and I know we repeat segments on this show, especially in the summer, when there's very little updates. We do have fun. That being said, the second, literally the second, a coach that Chris Jury likes more than Peter Laviolette becomes available, Peter Laviolette no longer has a job. I actually don't think that the Rangers record at the moment matters. They could be something like 42-7. and seven. No, I think it matters. Really? I, I, yeah, I do. Um, mostly because it depends on the guy, I suppose. The only, like... Cooper's not going to get fired midseason. Brindamore's not going to get fired midseason. Bednar's not going to get fired midseason. Sullivan, maybe. And if Sullivan gets fired midseason, then possibly. But outside of that, I think if the Rangers are succeeding, Drury will simply wait until after the season no matter what and then use whatever happens in the playoffs as his deciding factor, which, by the way, is also how we're going to judge Peter Laviolette as a head coach. I'm not going to give two shits about what he does during the regular season. I don't care. I, he needs to do something different in the playoffs than what Gerard Gallant did last year. That that will be the entire grade I give him. If the Rangers go undefeated in the regular season, I will say, dope, now the actual season begins. Let's see what you do. Can you get me to 16 wins? I don't know if the team's even good enough at that point. Because the more the team's good enough just because of Igor Shesterkin. That's really it. I, I'm sure you saw some of the quotes from the Boston media talking to their head coach 
saying, you know, we're not really going to change anything. Why do we need to? Yeah, but the Rangers don't need to change. If the Rangers run it back completely kind of my from point. last year, they're going to be in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I The Capitals are rebuilding, so they're not going to step. Like, who behind the Rangers is going to take a significant step forward? The, the Penguins are giving it one more chance before they blow it up. The only the, team that can be better is the Devils. Who already finished ahead of the Rangers. Yes. So, what? The Islanders? No. Islanders ain't going to do it. I, I, they'll have to do something completely unloo for me to think the Islanders are suddenly going to be better than the Rangers. Blue Jackets, if they keep up with what they're doing right now, will run out of money before they make the team any better. Oh, uh, can we just take a victory lap on that one real quick? <laughs> Is it too early to take a victory lap on that? No, because I unfortunately kind of like what the Flyers did in that trade in retrospect, which makes me sad. Yeah, um, the fly. I, my, I had a, fl- a Flyers friend over on Saturday for dinner. I'm sorry, don't kill me. But he was like, give it to me straight. I haven't paid attention to the Flyers in three plus years for good reason. Did we win a trade? I was like, not only did you win a trade, you you kind of stole. Kind of stole. I don't know if it's a steal. I mean, getting the first round pick is it's great. I, Provorov I still like, uh, not as a person, but as a hockey player. Um, I don't know. I just don't think any of these moves, like, they're not difference maker moves for the Blue Jackets. They're not suddenly going to be contenders. So the Flyers aren't going to be good. The Blue Jackets aren't going to be good. A lot of money the Capitals to aren't going to be good. good. That's three of the eight teams in the division that we've just said aren't going to be good. So now I need both the Islanders and the Penguins to suddenly magically get better than the New York Rangers for me to think the Rangers are definitely not making the playoffs. And I got news for you. It's just not going to happen. So I I have no reason. LaViolette, you, me, Adam, etc. doesn't matter who the coach is. They were making the playoffs. So everything is going to come down to what the coach does. In the playoffs, which I think that was Jury's mindset too. He's like, "All right, fine. I, my, I fired a guy, and the the direction I'm getting from my owner is, if you're gonna fire this guy, you just have to get me a guy who's been there before that can get them back to where they need to be." And that list was very small, and Jury probably picked the best of the bunch, kind of. I don't know. It's just like. If the Knicks hired George Carl tomorrow, I'd be fucking pissed about that too. I don't care about his track record. I just, now that I'm thinking about the coaching, is is there potential that, like, I don't think Hines, I can stop saying like, I'm really sorry, everybody. I don't think Hines was a smokescreen. I want to make sure that's clear. I think there are plenty of times where the media and especially coaches can use hires as leverage, and I don't believe that was the case with Hines. Is there a chance Hines ends up still on the coaching staff with Laviolette? Or is it just Laviolette plus Laviolette's guys? If I'm Hines, I don't know why I would do that when I could just collect the head coach paycheck from the Predators for a full year. Does he have to give it up? Yeah. If he oh, signs with another okay. team, I think you forfeit the right to your existing contract. That's at least how it works with other sports, which is also why Babcock, that sneaky fuck, doesn't want to sign until July 1st because he's getting a Maple Leafs paycheck until June 30th. Um, makes sense. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. It, Mike Babcock, terrible guy. Not that dumb though. Uh, yeah. I if you're Hines, like to me, it's a step back to be an assistant coach for Peter Laviolette. What are you gaining from that? And also, we've said it before. Even if the decision was Hines to hire, who I think I had talked myself into, I, I would definitely talk myself into Hines over. I, I know Hines is a strictly worse coach in a almost every single facet of the game. But I talked to myself into Heinz way over Laviolette. 
Yeah, because at least we were saying that it's Drury betting on himself. We can appreciate that. We at least understand where he's coming from in that regard. And the successes and failures of the New York Rangers would be less about John Hines and more about Chris Drury. And that's something I could live with. This one, LaViolette, I think would absorb some of Drury's shortcomings if something goes wrong. And maybe I the vibe I get is had Hines not become available, LaViolette would have been announced two weeks ago. And then when Hines did become available, I think Drury, one, needed to see if Hines would blow him away in an interview, and then he really didn't. And then two, I think he kind of left it up to Dolan to be like, hey, these guys, I can go either way, so you choose. And I think Dolan came away impressed with LaViolette's resume enough where that's why he's the guy. And if you're just going by solely resume, and even if you take away the Stanley Cup championship, it's still LaViolette. Well, yeah, because Hines just hasn't really done much of anything, but Hines was in two organizations that weren't exactly interested in doing much of anything. So how much of it is Hines? How much of it is the organization? Still a lot to be decided there. But Plus, again, how much I, do you just trust your guy? Like, John you, you can kind of like tell in 15 minutes if you're going to be friends with somebody or not. Well, I mean, him and Hines are already friends. I'm talking about Dolan oh. <laughs> and and the new coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't. we don't even know if Hines met with Dolan. We just know Hines met with LaViolette Friday. Yep. Uh, and then they've just been negotiating ever since, but yep. it's done. I don't know how, I, I don't know how else to say like it's done. I'm shocked it hasn't been announced yet, but whatever. And by the way, me. I would love to be wrong about this. So if it does come out that it's somebody else, love to be wrong, but it's not. No, it, it's, it's not. It, here we are. Um, here we are. This is your new reality. So please yeah, enjoy I, it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have a hot take about Peter Laviolette. I'm not going to be raging mad about it. I just think it's like incredibly boring. I don't, I don't know. I don't know any other way to describe the search was incredibly boring. The process was more annoying than insightful. Um, I think Drury was as thrilled with having to search for a head coach as you and I were having to cover the head coaching search. I Shana said it best last week when. If there's anything we can at least give credit for in this entire search, it's that Chris Dory realized the plan he currently had in place was not going to work. So instead of waiting to develop a new plan, he said, screw this, this plan doesn't work, I'll figure it out after this. I can at least appreciate that. That's fine for me. Um, but no, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you guys are wrong about Peter Laviolette. He's actually going to be a perfect fit for the Rangers. He might, but again, like, I'm not going to grade anything LaViolette does in the regular season with much fanfare yeah. or applause. I would just like him to be entertaining, and I'm not sure that's going to be the case either. I think he's uh, pretty yeah. straightforward. Probably not. And still, the most interesting part of this coach search to me is who, who's the assistant. That That's what I need to know. I I need to know who the guy next to LaViolette's going to be. If the guy next to LaViolette is Hines, uh, oh, not great, Bob. But if it's no. Knobloch or someone young – Someone with new, interesting ideas. Like, if it's Heinz and Knobloch, I'm going to sit here just, like, confused more than anything else. But it's possible because the one thing we did learn in the last week is Gord Murphy is now gone after being told Gord Murphy would not be gone. So they have two assistant coaching spots open behind the bench. I'm super curious how they go about filling that. I hope they take a chance on a young guy with new ideas that could possibly 
have some sway with decisions on a nightly basis, something that critically lacked with Gerard Gallant. That's how I'm going to treat the rest of his coaching search because it's Lavi lets the guy, he's here, great, good, grand, wonderful. Let's move on. There's only a few five-star questions, so we're just going to do them now before we get to our friend Fitz. Um, and they kind of relate to this conversation. One of them is from Bradley. And we know the likelihood that the New York Rangers will fire their uh, – sorry. We know that New York Rangers will fire whoever they hire for their coach for another elite coach. Rank the four elite coaches in terms of likelihood to be available first. Sullivan, Rod, Bednar, and Cooper. Sullivan, and that's the list. I think Cooper's a maybe. No. I think he's a maybe. I think I think Cooper's a legacy guy. I can't see a scenario in which the only way Cooper leaves Tampa is if he decides to leave coaching. I think he's done enough. He's won enough where there's no scenario there they could fire him. So if Cooper decides he's had enough of coaching, the Lightning will then try to hire a different coach. But not until then. This is a much more fun question from Ali Loves Rangers. Mika Benajad is set to do a Lollapalooza in Stockholm on June 30th. Which Ranger is most likely to show up at his set in Sweden? And who makes the biggest fool of themselves partying? There's only one person that's going to show up, and that is Chris Kreider. Oh, no. Kako Kako, buddy. Oh, yeah. He'll be there. Sorry. Yeah, My bad. And who, also, Kako's the answer to both these questions. I've seen the pictures. Uh, bonus question. Who would you think is the best festival attire? The answer is Chris Kreider. He comes in a bearskin rug. I think Kreider shows up naked. It's, what do you think is underneath the Bears kid rug? No, I uh, think he shows up naked. <laughs> uh, this question is silly. This is to beat or not, not to be. Would you trade Brady Schneider for one year of PLD? No. I don't think so either. No, I, I, so I listen, I think it's very cute that some people, the, the, people were doing this yesterday with Logan Cooley too, for some reason. I wasn't able the to do that The Cooley thing has a little more legs than it does for PLD. Uh, but also it doesn't, at least... If it has legs, the people acting like they're going to be able to get Logan Cooley for 20 cents on the dollar are fucking nuts. I think they can get him for like 80, but nope. 20 is not it. They're not getting it. You're not getting any money off that billing until he is one year away from unrestricted free agency, which yes. is two years away from now. Correct. He's entering next, his sophomore season. Next year, he's going to have to give up the money again, which I right. don't think he'll do. And the Coyotes will still have all the leverage in the world to trade him. If he gets through his junior year, and he's about to be a senior and says, screw it, I'm going back to Michigan, then you might be able to get 20 cents off the dollar. But you're not – what the Coyotes would – the, the Coyotes are playing a game of chicken with them, and this summer they'd be like, cool, man, enjoy Michigan. We're not trading you for nothing. Like, think about – the Flames didn't trade Adam Fox for nothing. Adam Fox was involved in one of the biggest trades the Flames made pre-Matthew Kachuk. They got Lindholm. They got Hannafin. That was a big deal. I yeah, believe that huge. was the Dougie Hamilton trade as well. Like, that was a massive trade involving massive pieces for the Hurricanes and the Flames. Adam Fox was part of it, but I don't think he was a throw-in. What happened to the Canes two years later, that's what will happen with Logan Cooley if we get there. But again, two years from now. So acting like the Rangers can get Cooley on the cheap, if they want Cooley, then you'll have to be prepared to trade Lafreniere plus. That's the only way the Coyotes would even consider it. It's from Dan from LA. How many oh, times? Oh, hold, watched... hold on, we didn't answer the the Pierre Luc Dubois part of this. I think it's very cute that some people in hockey media, aka Jeff Merrick, are like, "No, he'll go to other teams." That motherfucker's going to Montreal. So I'm not interested in mortgaging a year of Pierre Luc Dubois to I can help see him the get Kings, to Montreal. But it's going to be the Montreal. It's going to be the. I, Montreal. I can't even see the Kings. 
I think the only reason people could see the Kings is because very fancy people are saying, well, maybe the Kings. I think PLD has made it extremely clear what he wants to do. And I think all you got to do is listen. I also don't think Pierre-Luc Dubois is... Uh, I saw this from Stephen A. Smith today, calling Jimmy Butler a star, not a superstar. I'm not sure I fully agree, but I do think that Pierre-Luc Dubois is not a superstar. No, I, I like if you if you take Trocheck out and put Pierre Luc Dubois in, I think you're like seven percent better. But you're not you're not going from playoff contender to the Stanley Cup favorite because you've traded out Trocheck for Pierre Luc Dubois. Final question: This is from Toaster Daddy. Given that no one will be taking the candidates the Rangers have interviewed so far, ones no one is particularly thrilled about to begin with, what is the benefit of picking a coach ASAP? Besides the draft, what actually makes a difference? The core of the team is here, and they're not likely to have. It's not like they have time to train with them, the coach, until the end of the summer. Wouldn't it be in the best interest for Drury to see if something crazy pops up, since he's got fallbacks now? Nobody's getting fired later in the summer. Nobody. No. Also, I think we downplay how much behind the scenes stuff has to go down between now and training camp for a There's coaching a staff to be ready. First of all, you have to hire the coach. Second, the coach has to be comfortable with his assistants. Third, the coach has to get to know these assistants that he's now coaching with. Fourth, you have to have a coach in place. I I get that the coach shouldn't have a say in what you do with free agency and trades, but you have to have a guy in place to have these discussions with about roster construction. Drury should be judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to how to build a roster and all that. But it's very helpful to have a coach to be like, hey, I'm thinking about turning Barclay Goodrow into player X. How do you see that playing into the system I want you to play? And if Laviolette says, I think that's actually a step back for us, Drury might make the move anyway, but it's nice to have that voice in the room to talk to. So, like, I'm not saying you need to have a coach in place to specifically coach up the players, which is something that won't happen until August, but free agency is about to start. Trades are already underway. You need a guy in place in the room to discuss this stuff with. So that's why it's important. And also, you're really going to wait around this long for Sheldon Keefe? Like, you're not. He's not. Sheldon Keefe, as much as you and I like him, and as much as we'd say we like him more than Peter Laviolette, he ain't that guy. I'm not waiting until August to see if Sheldon Keefe is available. The only... Player, uh, coach, sorry, they would have waited for was Sullivan. If Sullivan was still in the rocks, they would have hired nobody. They would have waited. Outside of that, they're not waiting. No. That's and it. No, no, there's not going to be a coaching change coming up in the near future for any team. Um, this is where we are. This is where we belong. Blah, blah, blah. You need the coach to talk about offseason moves. But I don't want the coach dictating offseason moves. But I want him in the room. I want him to have a voice in all this. Welcome to the Peter Laviolette era, and we will go talk to our friend Fitz all about this and New York sports. But before that, a little word from our sponsors, Transition. Hey, we're back. It's time to expect more from urgent care, like caregivers who take time to listen, smooth access to local specialty care if you need it, virtual visits and save your spot convenience, plus easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care. 
back with our first guest of the day. We have our dear friend Fitz, who's been on this podcast probably 20 plus times, and we always have a really good time talking about things when there's especially nothing to talk about. But there is a new head coach, or is there? Fitz, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are, how are you doing on this, uh, I guess, like what, 60% Rangers Monday? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I can breathe again. Thank you, uh, thank you, air quality in New York. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, thanks, that, that's gone. And then, uh, I feel very undecided, like unmoved, pretty numb. And I think that's maybe that's just the way my life is going, but also the way I feel about Peter Laviolette being a New York Ranger coach. Does that make sense? I, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, I, I have like no feelings at all. Peter Laviolette, like it just doesn't. It just nothing about – I didn't have any really big feelings when uh, Gallant got hired, but, like, Laviolette either, like, I just I just don't care. <laughs> like, like is it, are they going to be better? Like, are, they, are those, like, Panarin going to be better in the playoffs? Is Mika going to be better in the playoffs? Like, are they not going to waste another Igor season? Like, I don't know. I, I just have no idea. And I I wish I cared more about who the coach was, but, like, I'm at the point where, where I just – they they just need to play better than they did in those last four games against the Devils. But can I, can I can I counterpoint? I think you would give a real shit if there was any good option at all. Yeah, <laughs> if this was last year, it would have been great. Like there were so many options on the table last year, and this year it was just like, wow, there's really no one out there. But that, that I, they couldn't bring Gallant back. They just couldn't do it. The I players think, revolted. I don't think it's just that. I think Gallant said, "I'm out." Like, he walked yeah, in like, on Nick Seinfeld. He was like, I'm out. This is it. I'm done. Like, I, I think I said this to you guys when we first talked after he got hired, that, like, the two-and-a-half-year thing everywhere he's been. This this time he didn't even make it the two-and-a-half years. He, he made it just the two. But, like, I, that was just – it always felt inevitable to me that that's how it was going to end with him, right? Like, it ended that way for him in Vegas. It famously ended for him in, in the middle of a cab in Florida. And then I think it was the blue Jacks the first time the same shit happened. So it's like, I, I don't know. There was just, there was no one out there that was really probably going to excite me. I, even if they went like an unproven, like Knobloch or someone else route, I probably just been like, all right, like, let's just hope he's not David Quinn, you know? <laughs> well, I think you just also kind of summarized. I, a question we get a lot is why is this taking so long? And I think the entire coaching search can be summarized by Chris Jerry was just hoping something better would appear and nothing did and he got to the end of the road and said all right fine whatever what's up here's a two-year deal peter see what you got how much tampering do you think drury did with those uh specifically i guess pittsburgh and toronto do you think there was tampering involved there i think mike sullivan has more gift baskets in his living room than he knows what to do with right now and they're all from like unnamed sources <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't think the nhl is that clandestine i, I think I think Jury sent Sullivan a couple texts early on being like, hey, man, uh, just, you know, let's talk hypotheticals for a second. Let's say an organization moved on from its GM and president. And let's say that organization could bring someone in that might prefer somebody else. What would you do? And I think Sullivan was like, Chris, I'm not this fucking dumb. I'm staying in Pittsburgh. See you later. Uh, what do you what do you think that was, was said on the 32 GM's email chain? Do you think Jerry was asking about Sullivan in, like, March to Kyle Dubas? Like, hey, Kyle, word on the street is you're going to be in Pittsburgh next year. Uh, you're going to keep Sullivan around? Did you, did you no, see dude. the update on the, on the email chain, Fitz? Because there's an update. The, the update is that certain GMs do not talk to each other and refuse to. 
Yeah, I think I, Fitz. I think the better story is Drury sent Dubis a text, being like, "Hey man, what do you think the deal is going to be with Keith?" And he just sent the Magic Johnson video of, "I'm not going to be here." <laughs> That's probably exactly what happened. And also, Ryan, the Lou is obviously the one that most people don't speak to. I would assume it I has to that- be Lou. But there is, like, as there is in all business and all relationships, there is the favorites you play. Like, the Rangers in general trade with Arizona very often. I don't know why that is. They, they clearly have a good relationship. Oh, Winnipeg, a, too, right? Yep, Winnipeg, too. Everybody trades with Arizona because that's where the dead money goes. No one cares. It's, that's the slush fund. <laughs> slush fund. The Rangers and Sharks. I'm gonna and I'm gonna link those two for the future. I mean, it was, we don't really have to do much. It's with Mike Greer since he used to be here, but that just feels like an inevitable uh, trade partner down the line. Whether it's like, oh yeah, the Rangers flipped some uh, a salary AHL. dump. You you might yeah, say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh wow, how cruel would it be? By the way, to give. Uh, imagine they traded one of the kids to San Jose. Like, yeah, by the way, Galant's gone, by the way. Also, you're going to San Jose to reunite with David Quinn. I mean, next year is the first year you could trade Jacob Trooper's contract. That would not be fun, isn't it? Wouldn't that be fun? Yo, could you imagine Jacob Trooper's reaction if they told him he had to go play for David Quinn again? I think he would. I don't want to say what he would do. Yeah, he'd throw the helmet. That's uh, the nice way of saying it. It's just, look, Peter Laviolette's not going to change this team the way it needs to. He's been fired by five other Metro teams. Five. <laughs> That's like a record. Imagine everyone in your office fired the same guy, and you were like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> like, well, when you say it out loud, it's just, it's just so crazy that this is like what, what the options were. Didn't get fired from the West. Didn't get fired from another division. <laughs> fired from the Metro five times. That's hard to do. That's legitimately very hard. And not only that, he got fired for the Metro this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he can handle this team. But from what I was told, at least at the beginning of the search, the coaching search, and Greg, I think you painted the, the, the picture perfectly that Drury was waiting for something better. But it was to unlock Artemi Panarin and the Vets and to find a way to develop the kids. is not the, the Peter Laviolette was not the, paint, the, the picture I was painting. Oh that, my god! Are you kidding me? I swear! I swear to God, guys! I, I if I see that twenty four seven clip on Twitter from from Obama's first term, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind because I know it's coming. You know it's coming. Too. I already saw it two weeks ago. Unfortunately, oh my god! Thank Where God I'm like, spending less time on Twitter recently. You're Jesus, doing, you're doing the right thing, but I I'm telling you, someone showed it. Someone showed it two weeks ago and was, said. Look, this is what the, these guys are getting. Oh They're finally God. getting hard ass, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not it. This is not it." Years ago, for the guy, the best, the best part of that uh, clip from the first term of Obama is that would have happened two years after Peter Laviolette won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Who did? What did he win? He won with the Hurricanes, right? Oh, that's After correct. Walkout? Yeah, it was the it was the Cam Ward year. Good. So that's definitely replicable, obviously. He's a champion. So. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I you, mean, know like, who, you know who his captain was on that Hurricanes team there, Fitz? Uh, Brendan Moore. Yeah. Was it actually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it been. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, oh, I, I don't know. This entire process, the word is uninspiring. And I think that's why it feels so blah, because... The funny thing is, not even the funniest, the saddest thing is, did any team hire anybody that kind of makes you go, ah, that makes me a little bit jealous? 
Like the Carberry thing is as close as I get, and all of that felt inevitable. Jay Leach didn't get hired by anyone. Jeff Halpern didn't interview with anybody. Nothing out there is fun and exciting. Like the Ducks hired a guy that's been in the coaching system for 30 years and is finally getting his first shot. The Flames hired a dude that's been an assistant in their organization for five years. They didn't go outside the organization. I'm jealous Mike Babcock got hired in Columbus. I don't Did think he, so. Though? Did Mike Babcock get hired yet? I, June, I like June 30th that... is the official date they can do it because he's still on the Toronto Maple Leafs books. God, what, what is, what is, what, oh, my God. I know. I that's, hate, you said it perfectly. I hate this league so much sometimes. <laughs> you said it perfectly. It's Mike, the Mike Babcock uh, Rangers situation would have been, I don't even know how I would have handled it. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, they're, they're just like, even the, it's it just, I, I like feel bad. I, I genuinely, I, I want it to work out. That goes without saying, even though I feel like I have to say it sometimes because um, people are insane. But like, I, I hope it works out. I'm just like, I, I just, it doesn't move me at all. Like I have no reaction to it. It's just like, cool. Like what moves are going to be made? Like who, there's no one new is coming onto the team this year. It's the same team. It's going to be the same team. What is it? Is maybe Barkley Goodrow isn't back? I would put that at like 30%. Maybe. The, by I'd, the day, go, it seems more like he's trying to stay. I'd go lower. Yeah. I Everyone's been on the, oh, Barclay's definitely leaving. He's the contract you move bandwagon. And I'm sitting here like, I don't see any scenario in which Chris Drury does an evaluation of this roster and says Barclay Goodrow is his problem. I just don't see it. I think Drury's going to run it back and hope. We said it on the show, Fitz. It doesn't matter who the coach is. They're making the playoffs. So what the fuck? Doesn't matter. What's gonna matter is essentially what you tweeted out today. Will the will the star players b- play better in the playoffs? And is Laviolette a guy that will help them do that? If if that if the answer is yes, I don't care what happens in the next eighty two games. I, I I don't. The Rangers aren't gonna add anything significant, so Kako's gonna get his minutes. Lafreniere will have to play on the right wing and get his minutes, and hopefully Laviolette is a guy more willing to at least try that out. All that matters is what they do in the playoffs. And if we don't even need the Zabenejads, the Panarins, the Foxes to play significantly better, just 50% better. Give me half an effort in front of what Igor Shosturkin can do in goal and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Next, next regular season is going to be like the most, I don't want to say boring, but like it's after every game, I'm just going to be like, cool. Great. <laughs> cool. Give me to April. Like, I that's that, all I care about. I felt that way this year. But that next year's next level, and that it's it's probably the last time the team can can like I guess you can always say that when Igor Shosturkin's your goalie, and Greg, I know you hate window talk, but because they don't exist, right? But it does feel like the next two three years you can't just say after every single game just get me to the playoffs. Is 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 that what the Lightning did for all those years? Is that what they were just like get me to the playoffs? That's all it is. Uh, but yes. Was that a rhetorical question? I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, you're right. They didn't try. They, well, like, yeah, like, the, to, the Maple Leafs but, were locked into the number two seed in the Atlantic back in November, and they said, cool, we'll see you there. I think the best way to put it is, like, they can't be a flip-the-switch team, but they can be, like, a, a like just, just like whatever happens in the regular season, it has to, like, carry over into the playoffs, if that makes sense. Like, like to, to me, the Rangers – the in epitome of their last season to me is like they thought they were a flip to switch team at least in my opinion and then like when they realized that they weren't a that good enough to have like or even have like a past track record of success to lead to that uh to lead anyone to believe that 
then they were like, oh, well, maybe, like, we we could ask our coach to, like, help us out. Maybe, like, throw some new wrinkles in uh, into our game every now and then. And, and the response there was just an overwhelming no. That wasn't going to happen. Um, play harder, right? Um, there was no, there was no that that speech either from Gallant. Ever. There's no speech. There's no. There's no like. Let's hey. Let's try this new thing out. Like let's 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 like experiment with this a little bit. It was just like nope. We're gonna play this way. Play harder. Talk to yourselves. Figure it out. And I'll see you out there for the second period. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> like maybe, maybe Laviolette's. I, I mean, uh, as that goddamn twenty four seven clip shows. Uh, he like I guess he'll give the speech every now and then. It's just but like. I want to see certain things next regular season, but like at the, at the, there's certain players where nothing I see will matter until how I see them in the playoffs. And I think the, the number one guy is obviously Panarin. Like I love I love Panarin. I've been a huge fan since they signed him. Like I'm at the point now where I I, I don't care about I don't care about it. It's sick. He's been one of the best free agent signings in my lifetime. But I also just like I need to see more in the playoffs because it's not just a one-off thing anymore. It was two straight postseasons where outside of the game seven goal, he pretty much gave you nothing. Um, you know, I want to see more from Mika in the player. Like, I, apparently, apparently people had very strong feelings when I shit on Mika a couple I weeks ago. I think you rightfully but, did it too, just to defend you for a moment. Yeah, it thank is, you. I appreciate it. I it, feel like I was on, a, on an <laughs> island there. No, it is very funny. I'm very protective of the players as well because I follow them. But it, it, you have to slander when when the times are tough. <laughs> Do we? They're... Did everyone forget what happened to Mika in the first five 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 and two periods against uh, against Pittsburgh a year ago? And <laughs> I, I get that Sidney Crosby is one of the best players ever, but like Mika didn't look like he even belonged on the same ice uh, as him. My uh, Fitz, my favorite part of it was. Um... I went on a podcast immediately after game seven, and I think I said the exact words of the players, uh, the opinion of a player who I don't think I can return from is because of Benajad. He's kind of ruined for me forever. And then you just tweeted the same thing out the next day and you ate all the shit for me. And yeah, I got to appreciate I got to tell you, thank you for it. I really God appreciate damn. you. That was such bullshit. That was such <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, but after, I, I, I'm, I'm, after, no, but I'm, I'm 100% with you. We're like, with Zabanejad, the way he disappeared, I could blame some of it on Gallant. I don't know why he took him out of his office on the power play and all of that. At the same time, just like more than Panarin, like Panarin, at least it looks like he's trying to do too much, and I can appreciate that. Zabanejad just fucking disappears. Like there, this is two postseasons now where I know he's out there, but I don't know where he is, and I know part of it is like. It's nice that I can say really cool things about Filipino, and I'm appreciative of Filipino. And Filipino's been a star in two playoffs. That's great. That's supposed to be your supplementary addition to a postseason roster. Zabanejad hasn't been that guy for two years. It's frustrating, and now it's going to be hard for me to get excited when he goes on a regular season heater. Yeah, exactly. Like Filipino being good in the playoffs is like Bruce Brown. You know what I mean? Like where you get that like extra 15 points off the bench, you know, he's not the guy you're relying upon, but when you get it, you're like, Oh, this is awesome. When you add that to what your stars are doing, that's supposed to make, put you over the top. And, but like the stars, the last couple postseasons have just, you know, Mika, Mika played very well against the hurricanes. I thought last year he played well in the last couple games on the power play, especially against the penguins. But like, I don't know. After those first couple games against the lightning, he was nowhere to be found. And, to be, he was nowhere to be found in this entire series against the Devils. He was just invisible, and and he just has to be better for them to do anything. 
I think uh, something that will get not remembered as well as it should is how many power plays the Rangers had versus the Devils. Like, so many, dude. They had so, so many. many. The, the whole Kane shit, uh, that's another one that drove me crazy at the end of the season. We haven't talked in a while, I don't think. So, like, I, no, I got a lot it's to time get to do it. Yeah. It's... I've been, uh, I've been uh, sadly, a very busy man the last few weeks. Um, But the entire, like, Patrick Kane discourse, like, they, they just I, – I never understood why they were, like, trying to make him feel so comfortable on the first power play unit. It's like, yo, this is the one thing on your team outside of Igor that you know – works as good or better than anyone else's in the league. Like, why are you touching it? Just leave it alone. Put Tarasenko out there. Or if anything, put Trocek back out there and just go with the five righties. Well, it, it worked. Fitz, you you want to know why? Because Gerard Gallant is a petty little bitch. Patrick Kane was his guy. Drury's like, what if instead of Kane, I got you Tarasenko and we made that work? And Gallant said, no, thank you. Kane, please. And that's why the Rangers essentially... Kane forced his way there, but the biggest voice in the locker room telling the Rangers to get Kane is not James Dolan. It was Gerard Gallant. And then once Gallant had his toy, Gallant got to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do with it, and it fucked everything up. <laughs> That's yeah. a very nice way of putting it, Gregory. Thank you. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, uh, God, I wish I wish Drury would have just fired him and coached the team himself last year. That would have been so cool. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Wouldn't it have been awesome if he just fired him and just – called Knobloch up and he was like I just disagree with Gerard Glant I want I need someone that I trust I'm just gonna give Knobloch a bunch of my orders and he's yeah, gonna do whatever I, mean, I say I, would, I, I, I told you guys this like I think I texted this to Greg or Ryan I think I might have texted it to both of you when the whole when the whole John Hines thing first broke after I like slept on it for a few hours I was like you know what I kind of respect the fuck out of Drury now he's just like you know this last guy he was he was annoying he didn't do what I asked he 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 bitched and moaned when I gave him what he wanted now I'm just going to hire the guy who does what I want. And if I'm going down like that, I'm going down like that. But whatever, I'm going down with a guy I know who will do what I want and my vision for this team. I would have been like, you know, I was just all the way in on Chris Jerry then. Me too. And unfortunately, I think he's that's why this contract is taking so long. Because in the contract, it says, please, you have to do what I say, Peter Laviolette. No, yeah, I, like, mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the contract's taking long because it just took a long time for Laviolette to meet Dolan. Dolan's got a lot of shit going on. All right, I, I I think I think we all forget that like Dolan is the owner of this team occasionally, but the Rangers and the Knicks aren't the only concerns he has on a daily basis. And the shit going down in Vegas the last few weeks, he's well over budget on the sphere, but like the state legislator is reviewing all of their former contracts with entertainment companies because the A's are so thoroughly trying to fuck the entire Ugh. state are the Oakland A's ruining the New York Rangers? I'm telling you, it's, it's a possibility. <laughs> like, is, is this really what this journalism has just come down to? This is it. I don't think state legislature has the ability to do like multiple things at once. Jury wants. No, you're right. Thing. Jury wants the spirit thing done and dusted. It's over budget. He might have to go back to the state for more money. Jury the wants state, it done. The state is so tied up with the Oakland A's and the fuckery that they're doing right now that they're like, James, relax. Don't, don't is literally right like, now. I'm following the rules and I want to do this correctly. And I've, I've done this before. And they're like, hold on, hold on, Dolan. We got to deal with the Oakland A's. I, the problem is <laughs> the quickest way for James Dolan to finish the sphere is by buying the Oakland A's. And no one's told him this yet. Oh my God. Imagine he, he just get, gets another team involved here another team to divert his attention away from the Knicks and Rangers. That'd be nice. I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be pretty nice. 
did, did, did we have any Dolan like stories this year? I mean, I, outside of pretty much knowing he wouldn't be satisfied with a first round exit, I, I feel like there was nothing much about him this year. No, all I, the only thing I heard all year about James Dolan is that he wanted to win, and then Chris Drury wasn't on as long as Alicia's. Maybe everyone else assumed. Outside of that, I mean, he's been pretty he's busy been, as he's Greg been busy. said. The, the Knicks were good. He's tied up in a lot of lawsuits. All the James Dolan stories this year is like, I'm using facial recognition to keep lawyers out of my arena. And there's a reason why those were all the stories. I think that's the thing he cares most about in the world. Yeah, he's he's something else, that guy, huh? I love him. My I life, do love him, too. <laughs> my, life, my life is so much more entertaining with him in it. I, I'll, I'll admit to it. Where do we think the big stogie's at this, these days? I feel like he's always, yeah, he's always lurking. In the, I, don't, I will never believe anything I'm told where it's like, Oh yeah, he's not really involved that much anymore. I, oh, I bet shit. you. I would bet my life that Sather was the guy being like, you know, when I open my phone, it recognizes my face. Do you think we can use that technology to keep some of your problems out of the building? And James was probably like, Glenn, that is the smartest thing you've told me in twenty five years. Bum bum Drury was like, Glenn, tell him to put Gerard on that ASAP. Oh man, the Glenn thing is freaking crazy, man. It is. I can't believe he got away with what he got away with. He's the only voice the man listens to. I don't. He don't even think he listens. Isaiah Thomas is off, off in Matt Ishbia land now these days. So like, I don't even think he's involved anymore. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know Sather's around, but I, I I do want to give even more credit to Chris Drury. He has uh, taken control of. Almost every single aspect of the New York Rangers, from top to bottom. Oh, so went, I'm assuming he went, he's like, just full, full like Game of Thrones, just like yes. cleaning out the old guard. Yeah. So Sather like comes in and he's got his chair with his name on it and everything. And he's like, "Oh, Drury loves having me here." That is not what's going on. <laughs> sure, sure, he's keeping an eye on him real quick. It's it like is like Glenn. Glenn say there's like like uh, Terrence in Entourage when he shows up to the agency. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck." Like, what's going on? Something's not right. Yeah, something's, something's wrong here. But Sather shows up. Like, um, Drury has a party ready to greet him. He's got, like, a big CD and everything. He's like, Sather, so good to see you. Awesome that you came down. Glenn's <laughs> probably from... like, I, my keys don't work to get into the office anymore. It's like, yeah, because <laughs> it's 2023, man, and we use key fobs now. <laughs> Drury explained to him that, like, the Penn State project has actually moved their offices to a different building. And Sather's just been reporting to a different building on, like, Broadway the entire time. It's like, man, this office is great. I have a secretary. No one else bothers me all day. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, well, because you're not actually going to the office. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it's like Kramer thinking he works. He, he's working somewhere where he isn't. It's like Glenn says he's just showing up to some random office every day. Like, like Chris Jury wrote on, like, the back of his, I don't know, like, like same notepad he's had since 1983. Like, hey, Chris, you know, like, I used to I used to make the lines with Wayne Gretzky in here. And Chris Jury was just like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Go over to uh, Red Book. <laughs> See what's going on over there, Glenn. We got a lot of work for you over there. Yeah, Glenn, tell me how hard that was for you. <laughs> what, what, what? Who are you working with again? Oh, oh yeah, uh, Wayne, Gretzky? Wayne Gretzky. Oh, Anybody yeah, yeah. Else? Oh, put that team together, huh, bud? Oh, Mark Messier. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, how upset but, do you think all the fans are who wanted Messier to be the coach art today? Uh, nobody wanted not, Messi don't, to be Don't the coach. fucking mention who said it. I don't. No, nobody wanted. Like, maybe a couple people wanted Messi to be coach, but it was never a thing. Oh, man. never. My favorite, that... my favorite thing I've seen on Twitter, Rangers related, since the season ended, was some some guy, completely honest. I think it was in Vince's mentions. Was like, was talking about Messier, like a clip of him from like one of the pregame shows or whatever. And 
guy was like, this, this is what this is what they need. Like, this is what the Rangers need. They need Messier as the head coach. They need Leach running the defense, and they need Richter coaching the goalies. <laughs> and, like, and someone responded, like, how how on earth could you say that Benoit Allaire is the problem with this team? And the guy was like, well, what if they won with Benoit Allaire? Like, Mike Richter won a cup? I was, I was just like, Jesus Christ, man. What's Guys, to this I, I need everybody who lived through 1994 and who hasn't lived through 1984 to go back and watch the games it's one of the only times in sports i'll tell you to please watch the games <laughs> the rangers do everything to not win that cup i'm <laughs> i'm telling you i promise the mark messier hat trick is a bit fla- a bit fla- fraudulent it really is i'm sorry and there's only a couple players on that team that really earn it and there's the only one really is brian leach everybody else like most teams could have beaten that Ranger team. It was, I, yeah, it's it's Leach, Kovalev, and Zubov. And if you say those three guys, people are like, well, you're forgetting, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just want to state once again that uh, if I ever see Glenn Anderson on the street, I'm shaking his hand <laughs> and asking him a question about how what it feels like being the most useless hockey player I've ever seen perform in my entire life. There's it's, probably a, a Glenn Anderson stand listening to this podcast right now, and you're going to get an angry, angry mention from him, Greg. Fine, bring it on. I got bigger problems in my life. If you're like out there, how can I watch these games? Just Google them on YouTube. They show up. Are they there? Yeah. That's how we did the re- My grandpa like used to VHS tape everything. So like in in, in my parents' house in the basement, there's just like a wall of old sports games. Yeah, 94, (laughs) like any old net game you could probably think of. They're all just there, lined up. John Franco's debut, probably. It's probably there. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, probably. But- Anyway, uh, the thing I wanted to say earlier is if you're Artemi Panarin, who clearly has a personality, clearly has a lot going on for him and a lot of opinions, let's not lie to each other. And you said you, you went and you were like, OK, I need a coach to unlock what I'm doing. And they hired Peter Laviolette. How would you feel right now? I don't know. I guess I would shave my head. Did you see that? <laughs> I mean, the, the good news is Panera's not going to find out until he shows up to camp. You think someone's going to call his Nokia and be like, Artemi, we have a new coach. Yeah. Do you think anyone on the team has his Nokia number, or is it still just Ryan Strome? It's just Ryan Strome. No, Kreider has, but Kreider doesn't have a phone. He has, in like, hibiscus, and he keeps a number on the hibiscus. Yes. Do you think Ryan Strom still has to contact someone on the Rangers in order to have them like pick up Panarin and stuff? Rangers like that? PR still still te- sends texts to Ryan Strom to call <laughs> Panarin for him. Oh, I it just everything about Panarin's te- tenure is just going to be hilarious when it's all said and done. Like, yeah, who who who's the guy he was closest with on this team that was at one point full of Russians? Oh yeah, Ryan Strom, former number six overall pick who flamed out of like three other teams. Uh. Not only that, he said to the media, Vince, Molly, and others, multiple times, like, you think Ryan Strom's not a star. He's a star. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's one of the best in the league. Like, what? What? What is going on? This is why I laugh when people think that, like, players are, are like, always would be, like, great coaches or something. Like Mark like, with no talent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the same shit happened with Messier during the GM search after they – or originally after they fired uh, – after they fired JD and Gordon, where everyone was like, "Yeah, you know, they knew, you know, who they really need calling the shots in the front office." Mark Messier. I was like, "Guys, Why? I 
I really would need everybody to think about like the person they know in their life that's uh, the best at certain things, and then go ask them how they feel about like tutoring. Like even like your best, like the best car mechanic in your town. Go ask the people under him if the if that person's really good at teaching car mechanics. He's not, or she's not. They're probably like this guy's speaking a different fucking language when he tells me what he's doing. Yeah, this, it's not the same. It, it, this did happen with the Knicks, though, for a long time, where they couldn't get a coach, and a lot of people would be like, why don't they just hire I mean, Patrick Ewing? We saw and how that he, worked out, huh? Yeah, he murdered Georgetown, <laughs> and now I don't think anyone's ever going to say that again. But, like, this is the way – you can tell the, – the reason why Met fans are different is every time they have a coaching problem, someone goes – no one ever goes – they should hire David Wright. Everyone just goes, man, I'm so happy David Wright got out. Like, they're just, they're just genuinely happy that dude doesn't have to do anything. But I also don't hear Jet fans clamoring for Wayne Krebet to come back to the organization ever. Yeah. If it's just different with football, man. Like, football is just the one – to me, football is the sport where coaching matters the most, right? And, like, I, I, I got – I used to be able to talk myself into why, like, the same football coaches got hired all the time. Obviously, like, there's been a big change in that how that's happened. I think the, the real pinpoint of it is really McVay. When McVay got hired and he was actually successful in teams, we're like, wow, this is crazy. You could actually hire someone under the age of 52 and they'll actually they'll, they'll be pretty good. Uh, let's try this out. But, yeah, like, but, football, that just but doesn't But, Fitz, happen. They, then, they then overcorrected and said, all right, now we're just going to hire all of McVay's friends. Yeah, and that's how yeah, Brandon that's Staley point. is still a head coach. Brandon Staley, he's he's so bad. Dude, get that bag though. Congratulations to Staley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's re- gonna ruin Justin Herbert, but too late. Uh, <laughs> do, any other final New York Rangers thoughts before we go on to New York sports overall? No, I got nothing. Was there has there been any piece of Rangers news outside of this this alleged coaching hire? No, just some AHL transaction garbage that doesn't matter whatsoever. Let's, got, we'll we'll talk Conjury signs of extension, huh? We'll go for that. Oh, I don't know. Does everyone still want to trade him too? Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, there's only certain people that want to trade him, Fitz, and we won't mention them any longer. Um, New York sports in general, uh, boy, to really, to really turn turn the page on something. Greg, so do you want, do you want to say how you described it before we started oh, this podcast? You, I, you're, you're doing this best. When when Fitz came on, I said if we had this conversation back on literally April 15th, tax day, the three of us would be like, boy. What a time to be alive for April's, uh, for New York sports, huh? Knicks in the playoffs looking resurgent. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. Rangers in the playoffs, got a super team with them. Mets have a $500 million payroll. Everything seems to be on the ups. The Yankees kept Aaron Judge. Carlos Rodon is here. We're looking good for the Yankees. The, Gi- the Giants, they, we trust the leadership in charge here. The Jets, we trust the leadership in charge here. And all that's happened since then is, uh, well, the Mets are dead. Uh, the Yankees believe they're dead for some reason. Um, the Rangers blew it all up, essentially. The The Giants extended Daniel Jones, but aren't paying Saquon Barkley. Uh, the, and really, all we have to hang our hat on is Aaron Rodgers went to the Tonys, and he's here. Like yeah, That's it. Forget. That's all we got. The, the Kevin Durant left the Nets. Good time. It's just yeah, been an did abysmal. That in February, though. Uh, it's there, just right. been an abysmal. Well, the Nets, the Nets made the playoffs still, and Mikael Bridges was pretty good. You could have talked yourself into that. They got waxed. Ben Simmons is like the worst contract in the history of sports. Worst um, Ben Simmons uh, thing is quite, quite, worst athlete in the history of sports. Like it's him <laughs> or Jamarcus Russell, right? Like those are our two competitors. Well, Ben Simmons is in shape. Is he? Ben Simmons yes. made, made an All NBA team two years ago, I think, or three years ago. 
That... How crazy is that to say out loud? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> well, I imagine what he could accomplish if he actually liked the sport he played. Yeah, or like had any interest in getting better or doing anything. The way people talk about like like athletes sometimes, I think like they only they Ben Simmons like the the perfect character character for like that way of thinking. I love what I love that you brought this up because one of my favorite opinions is like these guys are professional athletes. Okay, they know better than you. Have you like okay? You obviously haven't spoken to some of these people, and I don't think like. I don't know if you saw the uh, – what's his name from the Clippers? I'm sorry. Uh, George? Paul George. Paul George. Do you see his podcast um, where he had he had Cat on one week? And Cat was like, yeah, I love these video games. And, like, as, as Paul George was talking about ball and everything, Cat, like, couldn't care less at all. <laughs> he, his eyes were rolling back in his head. And then he, they talked about video games, and Cat, like, jumped out of his chair, was super pumped, talking about Modern Warfare, all that stuff. And the following yeah. week, the following week afterwards, DeMar DeRozan was on. And DeMar is a straight baller. Like, he only cares about basketball and taking care of his family. It's super clear. And and mental health as well. Shouts to DeMar. So DeMar was like, you know, a lot of these heads of the NBA only be talking about video games. <laughs> <laughs> and they only care about video games. It's all they care about. And from there, it was just, like, I, I think a lot of us in general as fans think, Man, if I was making this kind of money, and if I was a professional athlete, I would be taking every single piece of grain of salt given to me to, to maximize my effort and my output. And I cannot tell you how far that is from the case. God, yeah, it's not even it's, – it's even – like, I think hockey fans specifically have that, that image in their head. And, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't always think that's true. Like, we don't know these people. So, you know, they got other priorities too sometimes. So, I, Listen, it's a odd thing being an athlete. You got a lot of pressure. You got a lot of, you know, priorities. Things you got to keep straight. So a lot of these dudes, they, they like other things more than they like their job. You know, that's their profession. That's how they make a living. That's not like their favorite thing in the world, a lot of them. Some of them need to go home and FaceTime horses. It's like a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. A lot of people got everyone, – hey, everyone's got advice, you know? That's it. That's it. Uh, so state of New York sports in general. Trash. Where- Trash. Uh, do we even have, have a top five players in New York right now? Is that I, like even a thing? When we first had this conversation, I think it was like maybe a month ago, we were like, "Yeah, this, this is actually going to be a fun." And now it's like, "Holy it's shit!" Sad. It's like it's like Jalen in any co- combination of order. <clears> I feel like the the top four is very easy. It's like Aaron Judge, Pete, Alonzo, Jalen Brunson, and Igor. And, Igor, yeah, like that's that, it. That, that's, that's like it. very clear. probably Sorokin five if you care about the Islanders. Nah, most people don't. Rogers, Rogers is ahead of Igor. I'm sorry, he just is. Just, just oh, I disagree. No, the the come on, the Jets are like. And speaking for Fitz, you have to know this. You're a Jet fan too. The amount of hope and optimism and the way he is just being a New Yorker right now. Are we talking about like popular opinion or just because? Because the NFL is so much more popular than hockey. I'd, but in terms I'd of... say a Jet fan has more hope than a Ranger fan right now. Oh, well, yeah. Of course which, they do. Which elevates Aaron Rodgers. He's the guy that created that. If we're on but, hope scales. No. I, hope, did... I would say Igor's right next to him, though. because like, uh, But I, I think Igor's Igor a solid reason... fifth. I don't think you could put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I just don't. 
Not in terms of the. I think you could make a course case for Igor too. No, but this is a a conversation of three diehard hockey fans who are talking about a guy that obviously is the most important player on their favorite hockey team. But we are the niche of a niche. If we're talking New York sports, Aaron Rodgers is top four. It's not close. Case closed. The Jets haven't made the playoffs. They're they're the team with the longest playoff drought in the. None of that is Aaron Rodgers' problem or fault. No, not at all. None. He he actually like I, I would say in terms of Q rating right now, Aaron Rodgers is probably one because he hasn't done anything to piss anyone off yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I I Judge, somehow think you know Brunson. A w, you know, I there's think, a WFAN caller out there that's like, eh, you know, Judge, he's, he's made a glass. He bruised his toe. I I know those colors exist. I honestly I think Brunson is still the Q rating number one. That yeah, guy. That's fair. Like everything the Heat are doing is just making everybody go, man. Imagine if Brunson was healthy. And also, yeah. fuck Julius Randle, like, all at the same time. I still feel like Judge is, like, the king of New York currently. I don't know why. I, 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 I think it's Brunson. I really do. I, we all know that if the Knicks are ever truly great and good, they will take God. over this town like nothing we've ever seen. They took and, over this town for a second-round playoff run this year. And that's that all Jalen Brunson. Yeah, that's man, all Jalen Brunson. Brunson. You, got, you don't got to sell me on Jalen Brunson, man. I love that guy. I think, it's, Br- I think it's Brunson 1, Judge He's 2. Pete three, Rogers four, Igor five. I think that's very clearly the top five, though. You know, the drop like, off <laughs> after that is drastic. Yeah, I don't, Mikkel I don't know Bridges. who number six. I have no idea who like, number six is. You get you're like Mikael Bridges in there. I guess Fox. Fox would be in there to me. Fox is in there. Sorokin. It honestly might be Francisco Alvarez. Williams. I, it's not Francisco Alvarez. It yet. might Sauce, be. It's Sauce not. Gardner. Sauce Gardner might be in there. Sauce, Sauce is up there. And honestly, Garrett Wilson too. Those two are like I know I'm I'm an optimistic Jets fan, but like when we did this a few years ago, I think I mentioned Makai Becton on this podcast, and Greg laughed in my face, but um, <laughs> and rightfully so in hindsight. But uh, like I think those two are like it's like Sauce, Sauce Gardner is already. Is anybody the best from the, in the Giants league. in the top ten? I think if uh, the Giants have a really Ryan good. Gable. Maybe Brian. Oh, we're athletes, not not tacticians. I think I think it'll be it'll it'll be Thibodeau if they have a really good year. I think Thibodeau's going to be the star. Okay, all right. Well, Fitz, can't appreciate you enough for coming on. Hold on, there's some, I thought oh. I thought you meant Tom Thibodeau for a second. I was so confused. <laughs> and then I remembered about Kayvon Thibodeau. I was like, what the fuck is yeah, no, talking I, about right? Yeah, now? no, I, you know, it's just big. Oh, you want. Wait, before you go, let's rank the fucking coaches. We love doing oh, this. Geez. Brian Dable won by far. <laughs> I think Brian Dable's the entire list. Is there a second coach in New York that you would say a new, in, in the city of New York a New York sports fan would have confidence in? I've seen people want to fire Showalter. I just – amazing how we've gotten there already. Uh, you're not putting Thibodeau there. No way LaViolette is suddenly cracking this list. I don't even know uh, the name of the Islanders the coach. I don't even know the name of the Islanders coach. What's his name? Lane Lambert. No yeah, he's definitely not. Like, on. I spent honest, he's trying to fire him for like three months now. Honest to God, is number two Robert Salah? Yes, hundred percent. I think it is. Jets were playing meaningful games in in January last year. Do you wonder that, that that's like the biggest step up that we've seen as a as a fan base in a decade? Well, I just I love Yankee fans. The Yankees could win 120 games. And they'd be like it'd be 135 if it wasn't for that fucking idiot Boone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron Boone. I, I, I like 
part of me is, is still astonished that he's actually still the manager of the Yankees. Like, I can't believe it. How, how are you astonished? It's the it's the most obvious thing that no Yankee fan ever wants to admit to. He's doing what, everything just, Cashman wants him to do. He does, he does everything. Yeah, well, I, I mean, dude, I've, I've been banging the Cashman drum for years, and I yeah. still always get pushed back. Buddy, who's who's in that who's in that drum corps with you? Let me tell you. Oh yeah, but Brian Cashman's like the most overrated executive <laughs> outside of Daryl Morey in sports. Oh boy, Daryl Morey, he's a tough hang. Wait, quick before we go, how, how do I get rid of Jordan Poole this off season? Uh... Oh, I, oh, I, this is hard. <laughs> Trey, this is hard. So, well, I guess the question is, who's your GM? <laughs> God damn it, I can't believe he's gone. Well, who? What? I... What did I hear? Like a. Did I hear Bill Simmons, your boy, talking about like some convoluted DeAndre Ayton trade? Yeah, I heard. I I, I saw something with that. I, I don't know. Uh, our were like, boy, first were of all, were the Mavericks our... involved in there? Something with the Mavericks? I saw the Wizards be mentioned. Just to like like they have a lot of guys making like ten ish million dollars. So like you flip him for a couple depth pieces. I mean, he, I mean, he's clearly got to go. And also to answer the GM question, it's. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. It's it's Mike Dunleavy Jr. and and Lakeup's son are the co GMs right now at the track. Sorry, I'm sorry, I haven't been paying attention. Did you say Lakeup's son? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Both of them. He has two sons in basketball. Ops. That's how you oh. end up with fucking James Wiseman. That's two number two overall. Is that what happened? Oh yeah, come Lake on! Was... You, now hold on. That, that's Lake a little of... revi- that's a little revisionist history. Wiseman would have been the number one guy if he didn't decide to sit out in college for that year yeah but then that would have been so cool they would have ended up with ann edwards and said oh god what could have been but no lake of lake of is a wiseman guy like lake of like didn't want to trade him like they had to bob myers apparently had to like beg him to go get gary payton back yeah the not wanting to trade him thing i'll give you but the drafting him it would like it would have been weird if the warriors passed on wiseman at two well all i'll say is this like i love bob myers bob myers didn't draft Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Jerry West drafted those three guys. That's the reason he's the legend. He's a logo greatest, for a reason. Executive, greatest executive in, in NBA history. Yeah, but Jerry Jerry West didn't draft Steph Curry. Uh, the Wolves drafted Steph Curry for the Warriors <laughs> by taking your boy Johnny Flynn fifth. We're back. Well, first of all, Cuse is back. We don't disparage <laughs> basketball team anymore now that he who must not be named is gone. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah. secretly fired him, huh? Very secret. Yeah, that know. was one of the that was one of the fucking funniest two days of my life when he was like, "Oh yeah, I gave him a retirement speech last week, and none of you realized it." I was like, "Oh, this guy's going out like like no one else thought he could." Like he's, he's just such a prick. Is that what he said? Oh yeah, dude. After oh, they lost in the first round of the of the uh, ACC tournament, he, he I gave said my that. retirement speech last week, and you guys didn't know. You guys didn't notice it, yeah? When they had like a celebration for him for like setting some yeah, record easily, of longevity compiling fucking wins the two compiling. most the two most overrated coaches in sports history both have carmelo anthony connections because the answer is jim Beheim and george carl they are the two most overrated coaches i've ever seen in my entire life well and, and the way people speak about mark jackson i saw someone say today that mark jackson is what zion needs to fix him in new orleans i was like boy you need to no i've seen really the tweets what zion needs is to get the fuck out of new orleans that's what yeah. he needs my oh. boy needs god he's <laughs> <laughs> god i don't stats. like i I've, I've never seen a man need utah more in his entire life than zion williamson <laughs> yeah yeah he, he needs he needs the like markel fultz send him to orlando or like just just go no just i think go be i away. think 
He'd still find trouble in Orlando. You have to go somewhere where fun's illegal, and that's why I think he needs to go to Utah. Utah. Yeah. I was so big on the Knicks going for Zion for a couple of years, and yeah. I got to be honest, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I guess out. I guess the argument for him being good on like being a good fit on the Knicks is I don't think um, OnlyFans models are impressed by professional athletes in New York because they have a lot of options. If you're a star player on the Knicks, you could do whatever you'd like. Yeah, I was, was going to say, if you're making max money on the Knicks, man, I don't know. You are. You might not uh, even yeah. need OnlyFans. You you just, you know, establishments. Um, mm. Yes. That's, I'm going to leave it at that, though. Cause, cause, um, no no like further comment. Fans. Fitz, yeah. that's a great note to end on. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing to plug, correct? Yeah, no, nothing. Cool. nothing. Thank you guys, as always, for having me on. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, man. We'll talk soon. Hey, it's the end of the show, so I want to thank everybody. Last week I read names out of order. This week we're going in order again. Uh, man, I just I just want a coach I love. I want to fall in love with you, Peter Laviolette. I hope you hear this, man. I hope we can become friends. I hope you and I can grab a soda pop and talk about the boys and say, why aren't they scoring more goals? Why can't we be good buds? Why'd you get fired from five other jobs? Was it misunderstanding? Were you the problem the whole time? I'm just curious. You tell me. You won't, but I will thank the Patreon subscribers that make this show possible. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cartula, Adam Linder, Alan Keat, Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, Andrew Gardner, Amber Cohensberger, Andrew Rahner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Marturo, Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Brennett, Bennett Lomayer, Bill Alston, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lackos, Brandon Magnum, Brett Granger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doherty, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Brian Farrell, nice, Cassidy Rollman, Chris Finelli, Chris Howard, CJ Stellick, and Conrad Bedemage, Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dezen, David Naren, and David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Darian, Eric Stagg, give, give Gartner a cup, Garrett Rainis, Greg talks about the Mets during a lot of things, almost always, actually, uh, Gretzky, Mc, Gretzky McFly, Hayek Waivers, Harrison Hasco, Hell Vanilla, Hip Hip 89, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, Jack Bagley, James Masker, here we go, Jerry and Marquez, Jason Zabransky, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Keston, Bob, Chris from Florida, Christoph Berg, Leszek Gronowski, future sponsor of this podcast, who knows, Lou Giordano, he's sponsored now, but maybe some, some more as well, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kine, Meekball the Cat, Mike Bucklaw, Mike Manascu, Mike Posternock, Nate Hanafy, Neil Grover, Nicholas DiNicola, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Paul Pavel, Kodratiev. That is wrong. That's really wrong. Phoenix Ignition, PJ Sisparo, <laughs> Pro Olympics Gamer, Randy Tessers, Steve, Steve Stigble Box, Weingart, The Drop BK, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Dedeshi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Two First Names, Tony Tori from Manhattan, Vinny Bracco, Vinny Hay, Wayne E., Will Spector, and Winston, The Golden Retriever. Bark, 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 bark. Hope you all have a wonderful week. Hopefully we'll get some good news, uh, but I expect an interesting summer. I think Jerry's going to try a lot of things here, and we'll break them down, but I actually think the team's mostly going to stay the same. So until August, well, we'll have some stuff at the draft. There'll be some interesting free agency stuff. I need to talk about the Calendar Miller extension. What about Lafreniere? And I am really curious how he fills in some of the death pieces. Is Goodrow gone? Probably not. Is Mott coming back? How? How does the cap work? Everybody tell me. Anyway, talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye. 
It's time to expect more from urgent care, like caregivers who take time to listen, smooth access to local specialty care if you need it, virtual visits and save your spot convenience, plus easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care. 